When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Beware you're entering the must-have-seen-tv-holiday.net Halloween. This is the audio tone dedicated to spooky stories of yesteryear. From my favorite Martian to Third Rock from the Sun. I'm your TV guiding spirit, Brett White. And running the holiday carpet this week is UCB performer and Mission to Six performer, Jeremy Bent. Welcome, Jeremy. It's a pleasure to be here, Brett. We have to keep this up for the next hour. Oh, oh no. Oh, this is God. going to be very rough. <laughs> I've been okay, off okay, too much. Yeah, it was too much. Jeez, <coughs> Louise. Oh, she just stuck with sassy Dracula from last week. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming out and uh, getting spooky. Well, my great pleasure. Always, uh, always glad to be spooked. Oh, I just love the spookiness and how spooky it feels outside right now. Oh, it's, uh, man, when I look outside, what I see is just nonstop spooks left uh-huh. and right. Just flying around, uh, incinerating into flames. Just witches riding around on broomsticks. In bikinis. Vampires and bats, yeah. Be, uh, erupting into smoke. <laughs> yeah, because um, it's, it's very it's hot. very bright. And, well, that yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, this is our th- one, two, third entry in... The Halloween Gauntlet. All right. Yeah. Um, what is your history with Halloween? How are you? Where do you rank? Where do you rank Halloween? I, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not a big uh, spooky guy, mm-hmm. so I think Halloween is probably the lowest of the of that trio for me. What? Wait. What's one? I guess Christmas is okay, one. Okay, although okay. my birthday is also right around Thanksgiving, so I always have a really strong affection for Thanksgiving. Yeah, that a... goose Thanksgiving's ratings a little bit. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Halloween has always been the third for me because I—I'll I, be honest—I don't like getting dressed up. Oh, so you're the first one that doesn't so far. I was gonna month. say. <laughs> I, yeah, I know it's a little unusual, but I, I don't really care for, especially considering I—I'm like an actor. Oh I yeah. I don't really like to do it. <laughs> Um, I do this all year long. Let me also do it. I honestly, it's like I have trouble finding like regular clothes that fit my body. Oh yeah. So the idea that I have to go out and spend time finding special clothes that I'm going to wear for one Once. night—I don't know. If for me, it was always like, oh, really? Did you do something? You did something last year, didn't you? We... Yeah. Well, my girlfriend loves Halloween. Okay. My girlfriend Diana is a huge, huge. She loves spooky stuff. Yeah. Um. And so last year we did, uh, we got jumpsuits. She ordered patches online. She put them on and she got, she has a face hugger uh, plush thing. So we were uh, Ripley and Captain Dallas from the Nostromo crew from Alien. 
Uh, and that looked pretty good. I grew my beard out. It looks it pretty good. See, that's good. fun. Yeah. And it feels good, right? It feels good because it makes my girlfriend feel good. Yeah. I still don't think... Well, <laughs> also, like, a jumpsuit is a... If you can find a jumpsuit that fits, a great option for a Halloween costume. Yeah. Very comfortable. Very easy. Functional. Yeah. You're not cold, but you're not too hot either. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I gotta recommend it. What did you do? I'm trying to think... You, you went to all the Halloween parties, right? Like, went, as an adult, how often have you done, like, dress up? Not not often, to ah. be perfectly honest. Uh, no, I, I usually didn't go to the Halloween parties. Oh, man. I It's just not my holiday. I I, I have a lot of... I respect it. <laughs> I, uh, many of my good friends love it a lot. I just recognize it as, like, it is not something I have a strong well, opinion about. Also, as, as everything in New York, uh, it is dialed up to 11 in New York. Because not only do you have to, like, yeah. get a costume and go somewhere, you also have to... Take the subway, subway somewhere in a costume. Figure out how you're going to get... If you have, like, an accessory or something. Okay, here's... This is the craziest thing I ever did at a New York Halloween. I used to be a referee for Gotham Girls Roller Derby, mm-hmm. the roller derby league in New York. Uh, and one year, we got invited to skate in the the East Village Hall- or uh, West Village Halloween Parade. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, like, you know, sort of it's the... It's a historic thing. Yeah. Sort of the parade in New York, and like you see a lot of great costumes. It's actually really fun, and so it was me and some other refs and a bunch of skaters, and we all got like zombie makeup on, and we were all on skates, and so we were just kind of like zooming around the outsides of the parade, and like you know scaring kids, handing out candy. It was fun. That was actually it was really great. That's good. Yeah, I like that. Uh, So I I like trying to think about things that happened in this episode that we might have stories about. Um, Did you ever go to any? Haunted houses. So here's, do you have good haunted house I, memories? I do have some good haunted house memories. So when I was a teenager, like, by the time I was a teenager, I was already like, yeah, I don't really love to dress up. <laughs> Over like, it. Done. <laughs> I, I liked getting candy, but, like, once you're, like, 14, you're like, you can't go trick-or-treating. No, I, my last time I tried trick-or-treating was sixth grade, so it was 11, and I just moved somewhere. <sighs> I went out by myself, and it was like, this is bad. I think I went out when I was 12 with, like, one friend, and we were just like, this, this is bad. Like, yeah. uh, all the adults at houses are like, okay. Yeah. Like, we're going to give you this candy. When it turns, it turns it hard. It turns hard. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh, they no. get real judgy about it. Which I, <laughs> as an adult now, I like, completely understand. Yeah. Um, so, but my friend Jason was, he is now like an engineer, like a mechanical engineer. He builds, I think he builds, he had a job for a long time building like kit cars. Oh, wow. Like replicas of really expensive cars. Yeah. Um, which for him, I think is probably like a dream job because he loves to build stuff and just, you know, that he also loves expensive cars. So it's like, (laughs) great, perfect. I I don't know if he still does that, but when we were in high school and he was a friend of mine since like we were in kindergarten, uh, when we were in high school, he used to make all this really elaborate, uh, Halloween stuff, sort of like Tim does in that episode, but there would be so much stuff. He's like, Hey, do you want to come over and help run? the stuff and I'd be like yes absolutely wow, that's great because that was a way more fun yeah. option because I lived just outside this sort of wealthier suburb that my friend Jason did live in called Wood Estates um, it was a pretty nice part of our town but there were also like a ton of kids so it was a great Halloween when I yeah. would go trick or treating I would just go to Wood Estates because it was like there were a lot more houses and well nice houses give out nice candy and, yeah, full bars every once like, in a while you get one of those full bar houses yeah. anyway uh, so Jason would put together like there would usually be like four or five different things that he had rigged up 
And so, like, I remember one That's year I had, like, a, one of those ape masks with the holographic eyes. <laughs> but I was, like, in a coffin. And I was just, like, as kids came up, I'd be, like, this way. And they'd be, like, <laughs> uh, And, like, even doing that for, like, an hour is really fun. And, like, monster hands and, like, a table with a disembodied head on it that had, like, he had rigged it up so it had a lever so you'd watch kids come in and you'd follow them with the head. Oh, man. Uh, and then another guy would be down there with, like, monster hand gloves. And, like, if kids got too close to the table, you'd <clears throat> grab at their legs. And, they and like, it was just a good time. You know, it's, like, scaring kids, but not, like, too much. Oh. Uh, but, but just enough so it's, like, they really felt like they got some, like, real Halloween scares and then also some candy. Uh, yeah, because his parents were cool. As so. payment for the scares. As payment it's for like, the scares. That's the, scare. the guarantee of Halloween. That's the trick in the tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, this week on the show we are traveling to October twenty eighth, nineteen ninety two. Under Siege ruled the box office. Now that's scary. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, End of the Road by Boys to Men topped the charts. And not scary at all. Not, Great song. Delightful. Uh, and ABC aired the Home Improvement episode, The Haunting of Taylor House. Jeremy, you must have seen The Haunting of Taylor House before. I now. I don't think... I watched a lot of Home Improvement because not only was it on when I was sort of like watching TV, it was also in syndication when oh, I was for, a little... Er- for, for so ever, long. Ever, I mean, price, it still is, I think. Yeah, yeah, it runs over like TV land. So I'm, I'm sure I've seen... I wouldn't say all, but I've seen most of the episodes. You've probably uh, seen like the first hundred episodes. So it's like that initial probably at least package. a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it ran for a lot, lot while longer. Like the first hundred episodes that were in syndication when I first like I've seen those a bunch, but yeah. then it gets off and like you know uh, Randy and like Jonathan Taylor and Thomas, Thomas leaves, leaves the show. And I'm like, I don't, I don't remember that era I don't so need much. That. Yeah. I don't need to see that. Um, so I definitely saw that, and I don't think I would have recalled this episode, but you were like, you were kind of reminding me about it, and you were like, Brad dresses up as Raggedy Andy, and I was like. Yeah. I remember that plot line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I also remembered, since we started talking about it, like, oh, yeah, Tim would always have these really elaborate scares. He loved mm-hmm. doing really elaborate stuff. And I was like, okay, more push. power. More it's power more scares. Power. That was his whole thing. <laughs> and it also, it's, I think it's in keeping with, with uh, Tim Taylor's character that he likes making really elaborate. Yeah. Haunted houses, and that makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, so you watched Home Improvement a lot growing up. But yeah. You are you're from the Northeast. I am. I'm New from England. Rhode Island, yeah. Yeah. So New England. Uh, how... A very spooky place. Oh, yeah. I mean, I want to go to more New England things. I'm so upset that I'm not going to get to go to Salem this year. I don't think. Yeah. It's Maybe Salem now is like a little touristy, but like there's a lot yeah. of stuff there oh, that is definitely. So I know, like, spooky. I'm from the, the South, and so like the comedy. The South. Of, South has the... its own sort we got of spooky our tradition. Gothic. Yeah, a lot of it's just too real, though. A lot of it's just like <laughs> scary for a serious reason. Sure. Um, so like the comedy of Tim Allen and like the nature of Home Improvement, like very much resonated with like my family. Like I, my parents are actually kind of very much Jill and Tim. Oh really? Um, I mean, like, did you recognize the same stuff like in the Home Improvement milieu, like being in like, I, New England? It's, it's funny because I think when people think of New England, they think of a very sort of like patrician brand of, of white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of like... I think uh, a lot of Fraser Cranes. Yeah, like, a lot of Fraser Cranes, a lot of people on Newport sipping, you yeah. know, like uh, brandy and sort of... Yeah. I was like, that is not at all what mm-hmm. I grew up with. Uh, my town is, like, I say the nice suburb in my town, I grew up outside of it, but like, the uh, if you went the other direction, it was a trailer park. Yeah. And like, as suburbs go, it was nice, but it was like... You know, it was the nicest part of a town that only got so nice. You yeah, know yeah, what I yeah, mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I really liked. It was actually a, a, a great place to grow up. But uh, I did. I don't think I ever met like 
what I now as a New Yorker understand a rich person to be until right. I went to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there were people in my town who had money, but like nobody was like they didn't have New York rich. money. Yeah, there's like, definitely New York rich. Like I, I, a roommate of mine in college was from Cape Cod, and that's when I was like, oh, that's what a rich person <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> he grew up in like a mansion. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I just didn't understand that. Um, and so, yeah, I think actually a lot of people I grew up with were like. I think identified with like the sort of home that they show in like Tim the Twimmer, yeah, it's yeah, like Tim the Twimmer household, Taylor, and then like having the sort of picket fence with a neighbor next yeah, door yeah. that you borrow stuff from. That all felt very true to my my upbringing. Because it's not even I mean like it's set in Detroit, like the tr- yeah. Detroit area, which is not the South, but no. still like it's so it's very. Uh, Basically, if you don't live in a super urban area, like a city, yeah. you're probably going to relate to home improvement. I think, yeah. For I the think most home part. improvements, even though the dad's job is literally being on television, yeah. I think it's a pretty relatable show. That's a, that's a thing that the, uh, the, the the demise of the local TV market has really... Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. It's really robbed so many sitcoms of like interesting, quirky jobs for their leads to have. Yeah, there used to be lots of like local TV shows mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, cool. Uh, and if you want to give your lead something spicy to do, you make them a low star of a local TV show. Yeah, like, exactly. Happened on New Heart. Yeah, there's so many like small market news team shows. Yeah, right. Oh, now like in Nashville because I interned at Channel Five Plus, which was the CBS affiliates cable station that had all the like hour long talk show, sure, sure, call in sure. shows uh-huh. of like here's like medical beat and sports talk and blah blah blah. Uh, so there's still a little bit of that, but it isn't as interesting as like here's the. Cooking show followed by the local children's show followed by the local home improvement show. Like we had, uh, I mean, Rhode Island's just not that big a market. So like we had all the local news stuff, and those are kind of yeah. our local TV celebrities. But we did actually we had a our own bozo show. You oh know, wow! Like a weekend, you know, like a bozo. The How clown. creepy looking was that clown? <sighs> Very creepy. Uh, but you know, he like had kids play games and they won bikes and stuff, and he showed cartoons. Yeah. So we had one of those. I don't think we had a ton of other local programming. But like if some like we were also close to Boston and like all Boston area stations we also got. So like Boston's the home of WGBH, which is like the big PBS station. Mm. So like all the big PBS shows yeah. from when we were a kid, like uh Reading Rainbow and um Where in the World is Conversation. I think those are all GBH shows. Wow, so it, yeah. it seemed to me like, oh yeah, there's a lot of TV being made yeah. nearby. I, I understand this. Yeah. I understand this world. Uh, so yeah, let's get in specifically to this episode. Sure. Uh, this week on Must Have Seen TV, we're talking about the Home Improvement episode, The Haunting of Taylor House. It is the sixth episode of season two. It was written by Susan Estelle Jansen and directed by John Pasquin. Here is how iTunes describes the episode. Brad and Jennifer plan to dress like Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy on Halloween, but she shows up with Danny and is instead dressed like him. After Danny tries to ruin Tim's catacombs of terror, Tim scares him with the help of Alan Wilson. Jeremy, how much of the plot does that spoil? Um, that's like most of the episode. <laughs> yeah, it's a... There's like one B-plot that isn't addressed in that description, yeah. but everything else is in there. I think they didn't really need to get into the uh, ruin Tim's catacombs yeah, of terror. Yeah, that second sentence. With... You can probably Alan cut. Wilson, yeah, cut that because that is the end of the episode. To Brad and Jennifer, that's sort of like our setup of our A-plot. So like, I think you yeah. can have that, but... Yeah, so the episode opens with some tool time action. You gotta have it's it's home improvement, you gotta have some tool time. Gotta have some tool time. Uh is tool time a quality show? 
Tool oh. Time seems like a bad show. Yeah. But it seems like Tool Time... I don't think the characters in the universe of Home Improvement treat it as such, where I think people watch it because they know it's horrible. Yeah, it, it could still be a popular local show. Yeah. But I don't think people would watch it the way... See, now, um, during the Tool Time segment at the top of the show, Al has a Bob Vila yeah. pumpkin, which is very good. This old house was really popular in right. New England because that, that was yeah, a GBH knew, show. Yeah, we knew all about uh, Bob Vila. I, I feel like I knew mostly about Bob Vila from Home Improvement, though. And yeah, but I knew that Bob Vila was a big enough deal that when they started making that, like they made him Tim Taylor's uh, like nemesis. Yeah, one-sided nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Al has a Bob Vila pumpkin. Uh, basically, it's like Tim is just doing hijinks to try and scare Al. And they're really bad. Yeah, he just puts on a mask, mask. and then, like, charges at him, and Al is unfazed. <laughs> and, like, just puts on a mask and is still wearing Tim Taylor's clothes. Yeah. So it just looks like Tim Taylor has been turned into, like, a mutant virus thing or something. Yeah. Um, you gotta do a lot more setup to make that scare work. Yeah. Uh, then they get to the carving pumpkin segment, which is, um, of course... Tim put more power. Classic. To, to literally like dynamite out the cutout of the... Completely things. unnecessary. Yeah, totally unnecessary. And it all backfires. And also, Al ducks behind the desk for him to detonate the pumpkin, uh, even though there is a freshly constructed brick wall nearby. Oh, on the other... Yeah, because yeah. the episode was beginning about like breaking up walls. Yeah, I guess so. Well, um, sort of oh, what's the Edgar Allan Poe story about the... Cask of Amontillado. Cask of Amontillado, yeah. Okay. Maybe that's a subtle reference. Maybe. Maybe. Could be. Right? Uh, I did write down, um, is this, because they have this whole talk about, like, uh, Tim jacks up the pumpkin with more power, and sure. Al is like... Tim, I believe that charge might be a little too... too powerful uh, for you, Al? A little too manly? A little too macho? No, all if I'm... that's the case, Al, why don't you just cower and hide behind the desk here, huh? And then it explodes in Al's face, and now I'm wondering, is this a metaphor of machismo and masculinity sometimes exploding in people's faces? I was going to say, I mean, almost <laughs> every home improvement storyline I can think of is Tim being like, we should do this in a more macho way, and then it blowing up in his face yeah. somehow. And him never learning. Yeah. Ever. And because he never learns, I don't think the viewers ever learn. Yeah. Because I think men well, watch this being like, no, more power is always great, even though it always goes wrong. Well, except he always has to apologize in every episode yeah. and be sort of contrite about like, hey, you know, that was probably, I shouldn't have done that. The real, the sort of Obi-Wan Kenobi of uh, Home Improvement is Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who is, while secure in his masculinity, recognizes the value of restraint. Right, yeah. And, of course, knowledge and learning. Yeah, Wilson is a great uh, character. And also the fact that this episode, I want to say, like, this episode was written written by a woman. And also, I think the previous episode was written by a woman. There good were multiple women on the, them. on the Home Improvement writing staff. Which is not a thing that I would ever think of. Yeah, I was going to say, that's like, this is like 25 years before... This is 1992. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's pretty good. And like, looking back, I'm actually seeing that most of these older sitcoms do have a number of women on the writing staff. Well, I think if you're going to write like, domestic family stuff, yeah, you, not you having female writers is a huge mistake. Yeah, of course. And I think that is why, I mean, we'll get into it, or we can jump right into it, that I think that Patricia Richardson is the unsung hero... Of Home Improvement. I, I completely agree. I think, I think if you just replace Ugh. her with any other actress, that show falls apart. Because she is both, like, she's a great mom on that show. She, like, her and Tim's relationship is very believable. Uh-huh. And it's like, I don't know, it's just like a well-drawn character. 
She is so good. I wrote that, like, they have great chemistry, but I think that usually when you say a couple has great chemistry, you can see that both people are equal, like, carrying equal loads to make the chemistry work. Yeah. I think in this show, Patricia Richardson is carrying, like, 75% of the chemistry load. Yeah. Because, like, Tim Allen's not an actor. Like, he's no, a he's fine, a stand-up. He's a stand-up. He's very good. But there is such an ease with Patricia Richardson's delivery. The way that she delivers so many lines with, like, a half laugh. Yeah. A really natural, like, I'm as a character recognizing that what my husband just said is really, like, stupid or funny. So I'm, like, laughing at it, but also delivering my line. Yeah, they, yeah, their dialogue back and forth is very, like, it's a, it's, like, slightly mean-spirited. Right. But you're also, like, yeah, but I was, like, I think if you're a woman getting involved with Tim Allen, it's, like, you do have to be able to sort of throw it back at him. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they have a back, uh, a back and forth about... Like, Tim makes, like, a fake scream, right? Or yeah. no, Jill... Oh, no, he's talking about the kids in the basement. It's like, oh, their hairs are going to be shock white. When Brad's guests get here tonight, they're going to be down there, their hair bleached white, eyes bugging out with that look of horror. That's the way you looked on our wedding day. I shouldn't have lifted the veil. Who told you to wear it? You know... I was like, this is not a bad back and yeah. forth. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, I feel like Tim as a character must like respect like, well, she's funnier. She's like, she's wittier than I am. You know? That's awesome. That also speaks to, I don't know if we can give Tim Allison credit of like, he cast a realistic woman as his wife. Yeah. Of like, there's so, oh, there's so it's many like, sitcoms now where it's like, doof, like doughy, doofy dude. Yeah. Who has like a model wife. A beautiful wife. Or, or at the very least, like, a model who is now a mom. Yeah. Where it's just incongruous at, like, what point in their life were they, like... <laughs> she, like, she is slumming it so hard. Yeah, you know? And Jill, as a character, I do distinctly remember my mom and her friends. Like, when this show was new and on, I remember, my like, hanging out with my mom is, like, making puff paint sweaters with her friends. And yeah. all of them talking about how much they all love Jill... Because it's like she dressed like them, she looked like them. To be honest, my first thought upon seeing Jill in this episode, I was like, she dressed almost exactly like my mom dressed in 1992. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, e- even down to like the haircut. Yes. Like she just looks like a a smart, good like mom who yeah. is, like it's just natural. Yeah, like it's really so a mom who's not like, yeah, uh, who's just like, capable even though she's got like three rambunctious boys it's like she's on top of everything yeah there's a moment where like just that quick moment okay boys let's go you go get your costumes on now put it down put it down go now 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 it's like the way that she just like delivers those orders of like we're doing this come on guys let's go like it's so i i don't know patricia richardson's real life but i assume she was a mom before she was cast on the show because i'm like she's got too much of the mom stuff down you know and none of it is caricature-y. No, and no, also no, no, no. all of it feels so original too. Like it just feels like her. Yeah, it just uh, it just feels like a real mom. Why don't we have more Patricia Richardson? Like I don't know where she is right now. I know, like because Tim Allen got another show. Yeah, and she was she guest starred on it a couple times. Well, okay, well that's like, a good. Couple episodes, but like. You, we couldn't have found another show for her? Yeah. She's great. I'm pretty sure she also was nominated for Emmys for this role too. I, she must have been. Yeah, I don't think she ever I don't think she ever won. It, like out of respect to Patricia Rich, she may have just decided, like, hey, I had a great run. Maybe she just, like, does what she wants. You know? It's yeah. like, some actors just, like, after they have one great role, are kind of like, 
hey, now I can do the thing I want to do. Or just like chill because yeah, I'm making yeah, so much money off of this show still. And just like hang out with my family <laughs> and, and like paint. You know, it's like, that kind of like, yeah, it doesn't sound so bad. No, no. Uh, I also wanted to quickly skirt by um, in my notes where Al equals gay icon. Al, Does he? Can he? Al, should he? Al is emasculated so frequently during that show, even though like the only re- like Al is the most reliable character mm-hmm. on the show, hands down. And I also do like that, even though I mean he's the butt of so many masculinity panic like joke things. Yeah. Oh. 100%. Al as a character is for the most part always so like. Sure of who he is, and also very unflappable. What's great about Al is they they are constantly making like, you know, sort of uh, upbraiding him for for like, oh, that's the sissy way to do it, or like, oh, Al, what are you worried about, like all that kind of stuff. But Al never reacts to any of those digs. Right. He's always just like, well, that's the way you're supposed to do it. Yeah. You know, he seems and like he's, he's he's always right. He's like an actual good dude. Yeah. And I that's why I like gay men. I think that we need to adopt Al Borland into our. <laughs> Just because I think he's a handsome, bearded, brawny man. I bet. I think. I've never met Richard Kern, but I bet Richard Kern is a great guy. I hope so. Uh, I mean, we can speak a lot to, like, Tim Allen's personal politics. Yeah. We don't need to get into that. Yeah. Uh, but, like, he, he can I, I'll say this about Richard Kern. Excellent job for all eight seasons of Home Improvement. Mm-hmm. And hosted a good feud. Good feud. One of the many hosts. Better than, better than John O'Hurley? I think so. Of course. I think John John O'Hurley a little too a little too stiff a little too formal for mm-hmm. the feud. Better than Steve Harvey. Steve Steve, Steve Harvey. Well, I have a lot of respect for Steve Harvey as a comedian. He <laughs> has turned that show into a like what goofy thing it's can a, we make people say? It is a disgusting show. It's gross. I don't know, the writers on that show. It's not. It's you were no longer playing Family it Feud. It makes me angry. Yeah, they're <laughs> just like, how can we make more clips? They're going to edit into a into YouTube viral compilation. Clip of like them like, saying poop and jizz and stuff. And it's like, I hate it. That's not what the feud is about. Ugh. Richard so, Karn Richard understood Ka- the feud. Richard, give me a host named Richard. Richard Dawson. Richard Karn. That's it. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll I'll take Karn over Dawson. <sighs> okay. Well. Podcast over. <laughs> <laughs> I love Richard Dust. Um, uh, I want to talk about the opening credits. The kisses are too weird for I can't. I can't yeah, that is weird. From Richard Dust. Well, anyway, he's a sweetheart. He's, he's a weirdo. He's not. I don't think he's a bad guy. It is. Like, it's a little. Ladies wanted to kiss him. It just it put me off. Double standard of if I was on that Family Feud and I wanted to kiss him, he wouldn't would do he, it. Would he have? Who knows? Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't want to speak for Richard Dust. Yeah, I don't know. He's dead, sadly. Uh, anyway, the opening credits. <laughs> Richard Carnes still alive. Still, uh, still okay. with us. Still yeah, with us. Good. Still bearded. Um, the opening credits of Home Improvement, like, the... the it, it's very 90s. What is... Like, I I can't... I usually can make the... Like, I can make the claim, oh, this was great. Like, Fresh Prince, great. Adam's Family, great. Monsters, great. Home Improvement. Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> I mean, it's very, it's very the show. I, I will say, watching them, I'm like, I remember every beat of this yes. opening thing like i watched that show so many times aggressive like heavy metal blues jazz guitar like what what is that of, of that like of those weird like steam pipe drums like, like yeah, Tink. yeah. <laughs> and like uh-huh. I, I think they're aiming for like an industrial sound because it's like he's a tool guy so it, like it should sound it's kinda, very but yeah then there's like this lilting kind of yeah. flute <laughs> <laughs> and the opening credits are all like blueprints and then it all looks like everything is made up of crumpled up pieces of paper yeah. that are like it's footage that has a filter on it uh-huh. you know instagram before instagram this is like 
this is 1992? Yeah. I, like, I can't even... I, I'm not even sure what program they're using. Like, this might... That might have been... Oh, there's no way they, like... Maybe. Some I'm trying, industrial light and magic I, shit. I, I'm like, a big animation nerd and, like, graphic effects nerd. And so I'm literally thinking to myself, like, how did they make those credits? Yeah. And it's like, they either used a really early version of, like... Video Toaster was like a big 90s oh. program for doing graphical effects, but I think it's probably too early for that, and also it looks a little too good for I Video mean, Toaster. The show debuted in 91, because I see season two. So I, so. I, I think that is probably, like, they took video and then printed stills from the video and hand animated that, is my guess. Wow, that's a lot of work. I think, so. that's my guess. It pays off. I mean, it looks, it's, it's a real... It's a hell of an aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's one of the classic ones, but, like, it's... It is immediately identifiable. Yeah, like, aggressively identifiable. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so then the, the episode itself opens up, and then we get pretty much the rest of the entire episode takes place over the course of the night, of Halloween night. Which I kind of appreciate. Yeah, and it's, it's all nice. in that house. It's nice to see a half, like, there's the tool time thing up top, which they, do they always do that? I think they usually, if they're going to do a tool time, it's probably going to start the episode, I think, it was like, usually happens. It was like a 90% of the time there was like a tool time bit up top. Yeah. that was like their cold open. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, of just this 20-minute episode that is like maybe two, three hours real time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. And so, like, we, we start with, you know, Jill is making her dirt and worm, like, concoction Classic, for the hot sort of like Halloween There's going to be um, grapes and tapioca, and then Tim's like, I can... If I put green food color in here, it would look infected. Oh, that's good. That's real good. Do that. I, lo- I love all this stuff. That's like, yeah, that's classic, uh, like, kid Halloween party stuff, which I think is great. Yeah, and I've gone to the Target to see their Halloween section multiple times this season. <laughs> Already, there is a purple velvet coated skull that I'm like, one really? Uh, Might be worth it. Yeah, it's only ten bucks, too. Only ten bucks? Come on. Target is good, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, we get a lot of uh, the Halloween costumes. Yeah. So, that the let's talk about everyone's Halloween costume. Yes. So, well, right off the bat, Brad comes down in a very accurate, but, yeah. but not... Humiliating. Humiliating. I mean, like, it's like, that's a... Oof. That's that's a Ralphie in Christmas yeah. Story level. He comes down with that attitude too. Yeah. He's so hangdog. He's got those big shoes. I think what really ruins that costume is like the face paint. Yeah. Of like the grin and then the red lips and the nose. And raggedy the, and Andy, because his little girlfriend Jennifer is going to be Raggedy Ann. Did you ever do any cu- like attempted a couple's costumes as a kid? I, I like. Let me just make it clear that there was no girl who would have been willing to do those costumes with me for all 18 years of my youth. I had one. I want that to be very clear. I had my, our family best friend, they're like, we were family best friends, and she Mm -hmm. was like a couple years older than me, and so she was going to be Princess Leia, and I was going to be Han Solo in 1991. So this is, you know... But still identifiable. Yeah, so this is like low, Low. this is not when Star Wars was a thing, I just discovered it. So I was Han Solo, and I show up, and she's wearing a cheerleader outfit because when she got in her costume, she mm. complained that she looked like an old maid with like the hair buns. It's yeah. like yeah, not. Yeah. I can see the point. Fair enough. I can see the point. It's just like a white yeah. dress. So I, my heart was broken a little yeah. bit, yeah, and then I funny. remembered, and when I was a freshman in high school, I did Mulder and Scully with someone, and I was Mulder, and they were Scully. That's it. Those are easy costumes. Yeah. Uh, that was a good time for for a couple's costume. Yeah. 
So, I've done that a couple times, and I've had my heart broken like Brad that one time, but I didn't have, like, an added romantic angle like he does. Yeah. Child romantic angle. Also. Yeah, like, that's how old not... is Brad in this episode? That's the thing, because it's, it's that weird thing, when you watch it as, as you're a kid watching it, you can... You're like, this isn't weird. He's old. He's yeah. so old. He's older than me, so he's, he's definitely old. Because he's older than old. me, so he's old enough to have a girlfriend. Yeah. And now I watch it, and I'm like, why does this kid have a girlfriend? He's sixth grade? M- maybe? Sixth? I think it's like seventh absolute maximum. I mean, how many age years are are a difference between Mark, Randy, and Brad? I mean, probably like a year each, maybe two years. Yeah, maybe two years tops. I could see like a year between Brad and Randy, and maybe like two, two between, between Randy and Mark or yeah. something. These actors have birth dates we could look up and find out, but it's, who knows? I, it's more of a feeling. Yeah, it's a feeling. It's all. It's all um, yeah. Well, so he the no. Let's stay on the costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and so. He's definitely too old to wear that Raggedy Ann costume. I would think any kid... Also, because, like, Ray, Raggedy Ann and Andy, hella lame IP. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, aggressively like, lame IP. When were they ever cool they, or popular? As, as dated as a Raggedy Ann and Andy costume would be now, it was equally as dated oh, yeah. in 1991. Who... Too. I mean, we had a Raggedy Ann and Andy doll. like Because I think that was, like, more of an interior decoration thing. Yeah. There was a big, like... In the early 90s, there was a big doll crate. Uh. God. My mom had so many homemade, like, rabbit dolls that she would make. Mm. They were, like, homemade rabbits wearing, yeah. like, frilly, like, apron smock yeah. things. Oh, yeah. And they just, like, you'd sit them on a little rocking chair in a corner. Sure, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 you're saying this, I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> what about. What was this weird, like, country general store aesthetic? A very, like, Cracker Barrel sort yeah. of, like... Cracker Barrel chic. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, isn't this homey to have these rabbits who look like they live here? Who might have souls, I don't know. Yeah. Trapped in a voodoo weird. thing. So I don't know what, I don't know where they come from, why people care about And you're also Andy. like, you know Brad didn't suggest this costume. Hell no. Which means Jennifer was like, we should be Raggedy Ann and Andy. Because it'd be cute, and they're a couple. And you're like, it's not that cute. No. <laughs> you know so he shows up in that, and it's bad. It's um, bad. Randy is a very uh, uh, gay pirate. Yeah, I mean, I'll call it out. I was gonna say, I was like, I don't know if I get to say that initially, <laughs> but now that you've said it, I mean, it's a very gay pirate. It's because he's it's a um it's the the headband with the Jolly Roger or like an anchor yeah. or something on the but then a vest that's open. eye patch and then like a red silky blousey blouse. Yeah. Uh-huh. That apparently, I guess, also has the midriff exposed because he's wearing a vest that's open and you can see his belly. You know why I think this might be okay at the time is I believe this will be right after Aladdin has come out. Oh, mm, yeah, yeah. I think Aladdin is ninety-two. Is it? Well, uh, Little Mermaid is eighty-nine. Uh huh. So then, Beauty and the Beast is ninety, 90 and so maybe Aladdin, Aladdin is ninety-one. Is 91. Lion King is ninety-two. Lo- are we forgetting? Oh, uh, we. Mm, I'm looking. This Lion look. King. Lion King is '94 because my mom lost her mother that summer, and so when we went to, went to go see Lion King. She was very upset about Mufasa dying. So I'm, I'm looking this up. So I think Aladdin might be '93. There might have actually been a year. Aladdin is '92. Okay. Okay. So yes, yeah, summer. Oh, 92. but it didn't come out till November. Oh. But they but would have been the, seeing well, trailers yeah. and stuff. It wouldn't have seemed so weird. I feel like. And also. The little girls loving their JTT. Sure. So you're... I feel really weird saying, like, you're giving those little girls what they... Want. <laughs> oh, <Brad. laughs> No. No. Uh, um, but, uh, I mean, like, kids love JTT, so those girls probably thought that costume was, like, super cute. And then... 
Uh, oh, brown nose and Mark. Right. Oh, Mark's got his God. Tim the Tool Man costume. Comes down, just dressed just like his dad. Whose idea was this? Was this Mark's idea? Uh, I can see it was probably his dad's idea. Mark is such a sweet, gullible kid. He's like, yeah, I love daddy. Uh, Randy makes the good joke of... You should have gone as Al. We could have gotten more stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> Randy's always laying in Randy the had a lot of zinks. Randy's I, the that zing was sort king. of his role. He's zing king. Yeah, he's middle child. He gets well, to zing. And they later, when you meet Tim's two brothers, you learn that Tim is also the middle child, oh, and he right. was the Randy of. Yeah, So yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. they like they butt heads a lot. Yeah, which is, that's pretty interesting character stuff. I only have one brother, so like, you can't quite be a zinger in a two brother situation. No, I mean, what roles do y'all fall into? My um, my brother was like sort of the antagonist because I was a very like sensitive kid. Yeah. Um, so you're a mark. I guess I was a mark. Yeah, okay. and he was, he was probably more of a Randy than a Brad. Okay. Uh, but once I got older, we would just zing each other back and forth. Two Randys you became. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> uh, Jill is like given like oh I got the scariest costume. The person she's really setting up. Yeah. How scary this costume. Person is. at the costume store says that he got the scariest one he's ever seen for. What do you think it was? Yeah, we never what even get a hint as to what it might have been. Because she shows up and it's a carrot. carrot. She has a carrot by mistake. So like that's a fun sort of dehydrating. Yeah. Of scary stuff. Well, I mean like. I'm trying to think what, because I mean, there's just like a generic host of just like it could have been like a monster, maybe with like its eyeball hanging out or some blood, like yeah, is it just like, uh, some costume that's like, or like you know one of those costumes where it's like you're holding your head in your hand. Or something. Yeah, there are some store about costumes that are kind of scary, eh. but I'm just like I don't know. What could it be? I would have liked to have seen it, but instead she comes as a carrot, or at least just heard what it was gonna be. Yeah, that would have been nice. But I love. I think she's so great in this episode because her physical comedy in that carrot costume. Is really like the way that she carries herself in that carrot. The way that like she'll bend down and keep getting her like her like carrot her hair leaves in into yeah, Tim's yeah. face is really funny. It also makes me realize the name Carrot Top is not a great name for that comedian. No, because the top of a carrot is green. Yeah, so he should have dyed that shit green. Should have called himself Carrot Bottom. <laughs> carrot Bottom on top. Carrot Bottom on top. Carrot Bottom on top. Yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, oh, um, there's this really gross joke. Because they're giving Brad a hard time about wearing the Raggedy Ann costume. And this, like, this is a gross joke. I know what you're talking about. He says, like, sometimes you have to Tim, do... Tim says, sometimes you got... Brad, a lot of times men do things they don't want to do, so the woman they're going out with will do things they don't want to do. <laughs> and yeah. they're like, oh, no, Yeah, because you're... You know, I mean, like, uh, NSFW... Anal sex. Hey, yeah, sure. Like, that's what that... Or, or even just sex, period. Yeah, like, it's low like, job. It's a sex thing. Yeah, and... But I think the show wisely diffuses that moment. Yeah. With even Brad being like, what do you mean, Dad? And, and then it, Jill... Yeah, yeah. What, what do you mean? mean? <laughs> and, what, how does he come Well, then Tim says, get married. Yeah, yeah. Which is little, like... Little, get married. This is a good... That I think that's a good cover. So then, like... Kids can kind of laugh at it and not... The kids won't ask their parents what does he mean because the yeah. show is handling that. the show that. is handled that. And then the, the adults can be like... <laughs> the parents are like sweating for a hot second. Maybe, like, yeah. I don't want to talk about then, then they get to have a chuckle. Because that's basically... That's, that is a kind of a stock sitcom joke more recently of like... Any joke about... If you do... There's like a joke on Friends where... Like Monica and, Ray, or Monica and Chandler are like... What did they do that thing we never do or the thing that we never, never do? That's a joke that... And, 
It's like, well, you yeah, know yeah, what they're yeah. talking about. But that's a, but Friends is a show for an adult. Exactly, right? yeah. Whereas, so, like, Home Improvement yeah. is like a family show. So that's a... But ooh. it was always more risque than, like, a Full House, you know? Uh, like, let's get in. Like, we talked about Full House a couple months ago, uh, a couple episodes ago. Night and Day. Night and that show, day like, difference. Again, I watched a ton of Full House, but that Both show was like ABC squeaky family. clean. So, uh And also, like, it's not like this show is dirty. No. At all. This show is just, is real. It has, it's way more real. It feels more legit, like, it felt more legit to, like, if not how, like, because my parents don't really track to how, like, Tim and Jill behaved. Yeah. But, like, friends of my parents had that relationship. Um, just because my dad is such a, like, my dad, like, was, my dad just called me before this episode. He's like, I'm coming back from my meditation retreat. And it's just like, you're never going to get a tool man <laughs> yeah, meditation Your dad is Wilson. But my dad is more of a Wilson, to be <laughs> yeah. perfectly honest. My dad is a Tim, definitely. And so, and so, but, like, I can still sort of see that relationship in the world of, like, friends, friends, parents. You can see, like, Home Improvement is actually pulling from real-life stuff, whereas Full House is a parallel universe. Yeah, it's like an invention. Full House, it's, it is, I think, like, the the things that the kids go through on Full House are, like, sometimes make sense, but then other times... sometimes are nuts! Stephanie, like, drives a car through the kitchen, and And it's like, like, that's not, that's not relatable, literally at all. There's other times where like, DJ skips school to go meet a pop star at a mall. It's like that. I or that like Stephanie sense. like pierces her ears without or her parents. And you're like, Okay. But then another one is DJ gets married to a Greek boy after walking around a table three times, and it's like, okay, <laughs> what? what the fuck is this? Whereas like all the, I here's one thing I remember specifically about Home Improvement is like there's a couple episodes where either like Tool Time is going to become a bigger show, mm-hmm. yeah, or Tool Time is going to be canceled, yeah. And they have to sort of, like, as a family, think about, like, oh, wow, we're either going to have, like, oh, we're going to have a lot more money, or there's, like, the the other episode where it's, like, oh, we might be broke. Yeah. And, like, that felt more real to me, because, like, my family yeah. was not that well-to-do, and it felt more real to be, like, hey, we might really have to, like, tighten our belts. Like, that was something I recognized. I yeah, yeah. Full House, they literally never, never ever a fuck about money, about literally money. Was, ever, and how they afforded that painted lady. Fucking like, three-story San Francisco house. Like, like one of those iconic homes in America. Okay. Uh, so back to the... Um, Tim goes and... Uh, we get our Wilson bit when Tim goes over to borrow some chains. chains. And I love the gag of Wilson is hiding his face <laughs> with the chains to turn around. Classic Wilson. Uh, also, Wilson is carving a pumpkin of, of his face from Tim's perspective. From Tim's perspective. <laughs> Which is like... There are a lot of Wilson moments on that show that are clearly like... It's very sort of winking. Like, yeah, we're keeping this gag going. Gag going. For, but they do it in such a charming way, and yeah. also the actor who plays Wilson is Earl Hyman. So, Earl Hyman is so good at that role; mm-hmm. it's always charming. It's never annoying. He's uh, what are his catchphrases? Heidi Ho neighbor. Yeah, Heidi Ho neighbor. And yeah. he also uh, no, I don't think so. Tim is that's Al's. Al. Yeah. <sighs> good. They have this back and forth about um, basically like Al. I mean, uh, Wilson launches into the whole like why I be like being scared at Halloween. Yeah. Because it, it releases epinephrine. And then Tim mistakes Tall and tan and young and lovely, the girl from epinephrine goes walking. No, 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 no. No, Tim, you're talking eponema. I'm talking epinephrine. Oh, yeah, sure you are. Yeah. It's like, that joke is a reach. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's like, the girl from epinephrine, like, that doesn't even fit in the pants. Like, that's, you're really, there's, those don't sound like at all. No. Uh, and that's how we really, so we get like our little Wilson moment, but that's about it. 
because he's going to be, he's like, Tim's like, come back but and see But they set him up later to so come into the haunted house. scare in the haunted house. Did you ever go to or have uh, how, like a haunted house, like a Halloween party like this? Like, basically like Brad, I guess, has invited the entire, his entire class, yeah, I guess, seems over like... to the Taylor house and Tim's going to build a haunted I never went to party. Well, I didn't also have any, I didn't have any friends at that age, so I don't, real talk. My friends had Halloween. I remember going to Halloween parties, but I don't remember everyone having like a haunted house in their Halloween party. My friend they Jason built, like, made a haunted like Halloween haunted house stuff, but yeah. it wasn't for a party. It was specifically for kids, like trick or treaters coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's weird. Like when the kids start showing up, they ring the doorbell and they say "trick or treat", treat. and then they bring them in. Yeah, and then they don't get any candy and they just come inside. Yeah, and I was and like, "Oh, like, that's a weird." I okay. Didn't, yeah. And Mark and Randy just disappear and go trick or treating, and they're not in the rest of the. So episode, I guess really. the implication is that like the older kids come to this party. Yeah. Uh, which makes sense. Which I would kind of like. I would see sixth grade when I was homemade Luke Skywalker walking around our uh, townhouse complex. I wish I had instead had a party to go to i well see and i also kind of like that they don't even talk about that it's just like the party's here at home they're going out trick-or-treating they don't have to be like well we're going out trick-or-treating because you know brad's having a party yeah like, yeah it's just like this is just what kids like this is how yeah, it makes breaks down total sense he's the um, oldest kid it's like he's done trick-or-treating now they're having a party yeah uh, when when Mark and Randy are leaving to go, um, Tim tells them, don't go to any houses that we don't, don't know. know, and also let us check your candy. candy. Yeah. So, what do you think, like, that's that early 90s, and I guess still present today, like, uh, you know, the razor blades and candy fear, the trick-or-treating. I went to sports. literally dozens of houses I didn't know. I almost exclusively went to houses I didn't know. Uh, but my parents definitely said, you can't eat any candy until we yeah. check that. Yeah, so that's like a, you know, sign of the time, that more serious trick-or-treating. Has anything like that happened, though, Yeah, in the I last think there was a years? myth. There was something. There's like a, there was, I feel like every Halloween there are more articles published, like, here's actually like the one or two times that that has happened. I was going to say, because um, obviously the one time that that happens, that's horrific. But yeah. it's also probably overblown the actual danger of that. And also, I feel like if you're going to hide, hiding a razor blade in like a Twix or something, it's a lot of work. You gotta like, like you really gotta re-glue, you gotta open up that, you gotta re-glue it, gotta it's re-glue a lot. It. Uh, That's like razor blades in like an apple. Yeah, don't. And like, if a kid gets a fucking apple for Halloween, they're gonna throw it out. Dental floss and shit like that? No thank you. Um, uh, there's also, I want to talk about Curtis. Please, can we talk about Curtis? The little shit. I wrote Curtis, little shit. What, what did I write? <laughs> uh, I wrote something about Curtis as well. Because uh, he is one of Brad's, I loosely defined friends. And I wrote fat joke. And I yeah. was like, what he comes kid in, on earth no. can get away with going to his friend's house and then calling their friend's mom fat? Curtis! Oh, Tim, Curtis is here. This is Taylor. That's a great costume. Thank you. You can't even see how fat you are. And I'm like, that kid Ooh. would be gone. Holy shit. I mean, I do love her, like, stone-faced reactions. Like, what are you... What are you supposed to be, Curtis? I'm an Adam. They wanted to split. I'm like, that's like... I'm glad we gave Jill some kind of joke in that situation. But, yeah. like, the more realistic reaction in my house would be, my mom would be like... Well, if you don't, uh, if you can't be polite, you yeah. can't come to this party. Yeah. Like, that's absolutely what my mom would have done. And he would have been in, like, timeout at the party. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if Curtis is a character that is we he know. I don't know. Like, if he if he's, like, the Aaron from Full House, because that little kid was a little shit, oh, too. Oh, yeah, that kid was bad. Ugh. But um, also, 
Jill is not fat. No. No. Just throwing that out. I'm body shaming you, little Curtis. Very weird. Um, but there is a really, there's another great moment that the visual gag I love of Jill needs to pee because she drank too much punch. punch. And her zipper is stuck, so Tim gets some WD-40. Sprays. Gets her out. While he's while he's getting her out, Curtis comes up and is like, where's your bathroom? And Tim's like, it's around the corner. He goes, Jill gets it done. And then she, like, runs. And it's just, and you hear off camera, out of my way, Adam boy. And then you just see him scaring back. Leg. Skittering backwards in that huge Adam costume. That, I think, is like, okay, so now she's getting a little bit of revenge, yeah. which feels nice. I love that moment. Curtis, Curtis has made other annoying jokes at this point. Oh, yeah, he right? said something else, too. I don't think yeah. I wrote it down, but he was also, he said something like shitty to Brad about his costume, maybe, or yeah, something, something like, like that. But it was just like. <clears throat> so, Brad's girlfriend shows up, Jennifer. Jennifer. And Jennifer is dressed like Olivia Je- Newton John at the end like, of Greece. No, she's not. No, she's dressed kind of like. She's not really wearing any costume. No, she's just at wearing all. black. She's yeah. She's wearing black. She's well, she's supposed to be a biker girl, which is why I made that Olivia Newton John. But she has like she's a wearing, long woven. Yeah, it's like a gray shawl woven shawl thing? thing and a black t shirt. She, but she's wearing like a motorcycle. She does have like a motorcycle hat. She's but that's with, kind of it. Yeah, she's with Ryder Strong. Ryder Strong. Pre Boy Meets World, Pre-Boy like Meets probably World. like uh, the probably, probably the year, year before. before. Yeah, because uh, I guess Boy Meets World might have started in fall '93. That so sounds right. Because it started was, when I was in sixth grade. Yeah, so this is like start of you know his as- ascension. Yeah, and he shows up wearing you know biker. He's wearing like you know a white t shirt, leather jacket, jacket bandana. Yeah. And also, again, we don't know this character, so, like, is that how he dresses normally? Is this actually a costume? But we sort of assume that this is a couple's costume. Yeah. Uh, and he sort of immediately gets into a fight with Brad, yeah. which is an, and, like, Tim breaks it up really quickly, uh, and has the, like, very good dad reprimand of, like, we don't do that here. Yeah, yeah. But it is also, like, if a kid got into my, a fight at my house immediately upon entering my house, again, oh, God. It, w- it would be, like, pushed off towards the punch. Yeah. It's like, there'd be some strong words about like his behavior before he would be allowed to rejoin the party. I know, like, it's like, like, like Curtis and this Danny kid. It's like, these They're kids brothers are suck. Bad really kids. Shitty. Like, jeez, Brad. Yeah. Uh, you need to like, be more judicious with your guest You list. sort of feel like he invited Jennifer and Jennifer invited Danny. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I didn't want Danny to come. Um, so like, Brad is really despondent. I mean, Rightf- fair enough. Rightfully so, because he's stuck there wearing. I mean, you can't get two more diametrally opposed costumes. And biker and raggedy. Biker Andy. and raggedy Andy. I here's this thing I wrote down. Brad's hair is fucking dire. Yeah. Like when his dad tells him to take off the shoes and the wig. Good advice. Uh-huh. But when he takes off the wig, Brad already has like a blonde mullet, mm-hmm. which is I don't think a good look on anybody. anyone. No. Uh, maybe a late '80s hockey player and. Even that's like a stretch. The Gretzky. Uh, <laughs> but he's also been wearing the wig. So when he takes the wig off, he's still got the mullet, but like the tail of it is even more compressed and like yeah. flips out really hard. It just looks bad. You gotta like he needs to shoot have gone to the bathroom and really spruce himself up. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Ryder Strong's hair perfect. Uh, has Ryder Strong's hair has never not been perfect yeah. in a single episode of television he's ever, ever been in. Probably even like day to day life. Probably just, like, goes that way. That was, like, when I was a teenager, I would, like... When I was, like, 13, I would watch Boy Meets World and be like, I wish my hair... I don't know how to make my hair look. I wish it did. I feel like it would solve a lot of my problems. Yeah, just, like, the effortless, like, swooshiness. Yeah. 
looked so soft, but yeah. also was never out of place. Never frizzy at all. Yeah. Like never, a, never a fly away. Hmm. Um, we get a nice father son talk between Tim and Brad, uh, which is where we get some like man, some man advice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which on Home Improvement always tends to boil down to men are idiots. Just apologize. Women are terrifying, and we can never understand them. Yeah. <clears throat> which is like, yes, men should apologize, but it's like, you could probably understood what you did wrong. Yeah, there's this. It's like this weird, um, sc- not scapegoating, but like just give on, like just giving up. Like, yeah, of just I, like I couldn't possibly be responsible for this because women are inscrutable. Yeah, I I I I hate that strain of jokes. Which yeah. is just so omnipresent. Even still today, I'm just like, men and women are fundamentally different. Like, women are just who we even understand. And it's like, when you find out why Jennifer is mad at Brad, it's totally legit. Obvious. They were playing kickball, kickball. and she and he chose was, another girl over him because he she, wanted to, to win. win. And she and this other girl is better at kickball. And yeah. it's like, you can't say that to your yeah. girlfriend. And then even on top of that, the girl then like gloated about it in her face, which and also and you're confused why she's yeah. mad at you. And even she's then, right when she tells him this, it's like, are you sorry? And Brad's like, oh. Bradley, how could you not know? You could be so dense. Hey, I may be dense, but my team won. Oh, don't start talking like that. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, oh, and then. Tim wisely from behind is like, let it go. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> and that that a is a moment where you can see, because like, at least before he's sort of like, well, what happened? And then he managed to get out kickball. He's like, all right, well, maybe it's got something to do with kickball. And then we get to that explanation from Jennifer. And then <laughs> that's another sort of Tim sort of following through on being a pretty good dad. Yeah. Of like, just like, stop don't. talking about yeah, it. Don't, don't, you're messing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're so close. Yeah. But it's like, that's the thing of, uh, women are not, the thing. I was like, that's not hard to understand. Yeah. That, like, you you should pick your girlfriend if you're in a situation where you're picking yeah. people for anything. And even if you make the mistake of not, when she tells you the problem, actually listen and not be a sociopath and understand, oh, I can actually, I understand why yeah. that, why your feelings are, and then no, not to say, at least we, we won. won. Like, that's also like, oh my god. It's at least defensible because he's 11. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> you know? like, he is. Hey, he learned that lesson. But I think the lesson he needs to learn is um, listen and understand your female love interest and not, hey, man, women are just, who knows? I got to choose the best kickball players. Or just just say, I understand, even if you don't, because women be confusing. I love that so much. It's not a great message. It does track with messaging across all sitcoms at that time. And still, even a lot of way, But I do, I like that it does make, paint, a, paint a pretty clear portrait of, like, who is in the rock. Yeah, yeah. And again, we are analyzing a fifth or sixth grade romantic tiff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where the stakes are pretty low. Um, they go down into the catacomb terror after... Yes. Which, like, is, which has been built up quite a bit at this point. Yeah, and I think... I think delivers. Delivers. If I was a kid and I went to another kid's house and they brought us down to this, I would be pretty impressed. Yeah, I think like I would go to school the next day. Like we make fun of Tool Time, but Tim the Toolman Taylor like delivered a pretty scary delivered. basement. Yeah, and because the kids are aware of Tim's reputation because Ryder Strong is carrying through his antagonistic vibe to its rightful climax, mm-hmm. is now antagonizing the dad. Yeah, because he's lost his girl. Like Jennifer is now like I'm back with I'm back with Brad. Back with Brad. 
So we're he's a bike, like, I'm a biker girl with Raggedy Andy. <laughs> biker girl for life. Um, <laughs> so like they come down and uh, like Tim is over in the corner. He he's dressed as Nana Stein, <laughs> a well known. <laughs> Non-copyright infringing Nana Stein. Our, uh, one of Tim Allen's trademark classic <laughs> characters. characters. <laughs> oh, I loved all. I love this HBO special where he went to the Nana Stein part. No, yeah, yeah. I uh, <laughs> wish that was true. Um, he like eats a maggot. One of uh, the little either Mark. It's probably Mark comes out in the mask. Yeah, I think it's, it's like, Mark. Yeah. Um, and all the little kids are screaming and Ryder Strong is like, "This ain't scary. I'm surprised it hasn't fallen apart yet because Tim built it." And then goes too far and says they shouldn't call it i've seen your show it should be called full time Whew. Ryder strong i think you know not with who you mess yeah <laughs> you've gone just a bit too, too far too far how dare you yeah uh also yeah that's he delivers it pretty well yeah i mean, mean Ryder strong a classic great sitcom actor. talent of the 90s shitty line or shitty yeah. insult but he delivers it well well good for a 10 year old good for a 10 year old again um then we get the real, like, I don't know, piece de resistance of the Catacorma Terror. He walks over to the toolbox. He's like, oh, what's going to happen? A wrench is going to say boo. No. Mm-hmm. Take, Tim, like, take, like, undoes the top of it, takes off the bucket, and there's Al's head with vampire fangs. Headless vampire Headless Al. vampire Al. Where is his body? We don't know. That's the thing, because I'm... It's a real. It is a real time trick. Yeah. Because they're they're walking circles around the thing. So he's either. Al it's either, on a platform too. So Al is either crouched inside, which, which is, the box doesn't seem big enough. No, because for. he's a big dude. Is it? Yeah. Richard. He's a big burly bear of a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Carn, not a small guy. No. Not in a bad way. No, I mean, hey, subsets of the gay community would love that. Uh. Why? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you might, Where, you might have like, a real case. I think it's because this Full House is, as soon as Full House starts, or as soon as Home Improvement starts streaming somewhere, yeah, bears are going to rediscover Al Borland. Yeah. Uh, Plus, the other thing Al Borland great for, you can rehab any house or apartment very quickly. Oh, yeah. What a, what a dream... Uh, dream job. Yeah. So many fan art, just asking for fan art. Um, yeah. A shirtless Al Borland... <laughs> You know, putting in some new... Okay, well, this is a t-shirt I could definitely draw. <laughs> it's up my alley. Just Damn it. throwing that out there. Uh, bully. Um, so, but I'm like, where is he? It, also, is, is there a mirror trick going on? My guess is that he is, like, lying down and, like... Oh, but... Sh- but he, he they walk around. around. They do, like, two total walk I guess I don't know. He must be crouched inside, but it doesn't seem big enough. Yeah, it seems so. Well, we will... I don't think we'll ever know. Yeah. Um, well, I'll get a magician on here and ask them. But it's a pretty good scare. Yeah. And then, even crazier is then Wilson comes out as a mummy. As a mummy and grabs him. Literally, which, and then gets hoisted into the air by a harness. Mm. And I wrote, like, is that, is touching the scary crossing the line? Is, like, when Wilson, like, grabs Ryder Strong to, like, hold on to him. Ryder Strong. Is a shit. Has been too rude in this episode Mm -hmm. for us to, like, worry about his safety. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Wilson ain't gonna do shit. Also, Wilson, obviously a force for good in the world. Right. He's and as you said earlier, a scare can be very therapeutic. Yeah. And exciting. <laughs> He's clearly just offering a little scare uh, <laughs> to a kid who probably deserves to deserves be a little to be. scared. Although I'm imagining his home life might be scary enough. It's true. If, if any got that attitude, we know about Sean. Yeah. His home life was not great. So who knows? So, uh, yeah. So that's but, basically. Yeah, but this isn't Sean. This is Danny. This Who's, is Danny. I think is 
Way shittier than Sean. Way. Sean's a nice kid. Sean is actually a good guy. Danny is a Danny's kind of a shit. Shit, he comes in and picks a fight with Brad and then insults his dad to his face. I'm I don't know why they didn't get Curtis. It should have been Curtis gets scared by Al and Danny gets scared by Wilson. <clears throat> I would see that. Well Curtis, Curtis is he, already scared by Mark in the Oh right, the yeah, that little God, Curtis is a jerk. Yeah. Um so the episode I mean, we get our... That's basically our resolution, is they yeah. get their comeuppance, and then we... Well, it's like Brad gets back to Jennifer. Yeah. Uh, and Tim so gets to scare this bratty kid. Tim, like, leave. Wilson, like, leaves. He's done. And then Tim turns to go upstairs, and they leave Al down there, and... With a tarantula. With a tarantula <laughs> that comes out of nowhere. Just, like, it's very left field on the tarantula. It's like, a tarantula... I mean, like, how occurring in nature is a tarantula? Nowhere in, in Detroit. Detroit. Because Tim says, like, tarantula. yeah, there are spiders down here. Al, Jill went and bought a whole bunch of plastic ones and, like, threw them around. And then he goes upstairs, which, again, like, just leaving Al and I think he cannot get out of. And then the tarantula comes. And it's like, who bought that tarantula? Yeah. <laughs> or is that someone's pet? Yeah. I don't know. And then in the closing credits, over the closing credits, we get bloopers. They don't do this anymore. No, they don't. And I, I was going to say, like... I know Home Improvement did it all the time. Fresh Prince did it as Fresh well. Fresh Prince did it. Like, other popular sitcoms showed bloopers. I like bloopers. You like a good blooper. It never hurts You're... to have a, have a, you know, a goof line. Does it break... Well, I'm wondering, like, does it break the reality of it? Like, I would imagine most sitcoms maybe don't because they're like, well, we don't want anyone to ever see within the context of the half hour they're watching these characters not be, you know, authentically them- themselves in the world and whatnot. Also, but who cares? It's it's home. Yeah, I think, I think like especially in like a three camera sitcom, come they're already so artificial. Yeah, it's like what's wrong with just like getting an extra laugh about acknowledging the artifice of the sitcom? Yeah, but you wouldn't see like a Frasier do this. No, you wouldn't see a Seinfeld. Well, but Frasier wrote jokes for the credits. The toss salad and scrambled yeah, eggs. Yeah, yeah, they were thing. like... So, they like, were they had something for you there. Yeah. They were still going to make you laugh gag. during the credits. Silent gag. Which that I is appreciate. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, um, we can move on to the trivia portion. Oh, okay. We got some facts, right. yeah. facts about the episode. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. So yeah, trivia about this episode. 29.6 million people watched this one. Are you one, kidding me? This one episode of Home Man. 29.6 million. Every single show on television would kill for that number now. 
everything. Every, Football. Super Bowl? There's <laughs> like 30 million people. You'll never get that many viewers watch, on anything anymore. It was the most watched show on Wednesday night that it aired. Checks out. Um, ABC's Wednesday night lineup at the time. Ooh, talk to me. Was Wonder Years, followed by Doogie Howser, followed by Home Improvement, and then a show called Lori Hill. <laughs> the Lori Hill escapes my memory. Which only lasted five episodes. And is notable because it's from the creators of the Wonder Years. Okay. It was a, I think it was a multicam sitcom about a like a doctor mom type character. Sure. Okay. Um, notable because in the supporting cast, playing a flaky nurse was Ellen DeGeneres. Interesting. And this is the show that she was the breakout in this show that no one watched. No one watched. They gave her like, her own show. Just give Ellen a show, which I remember watching yep. tons of. So yeah, that that's what. That's what Lori Hill is now known for. Well, no wonder it got 30 million viewers. Its lead-ins were The Wonder Years and Doogie Howser. Yeah, yeah. Um, so stacked evening of sitcoms. For the week, for the week that it aired, it was number five for the week. Okay. Number four was Murphy Brown. Great show. Three was Coach. Wow. Okay. Coach had more viewers. Okay. Two was 60 Minutes. And number one, the most watched show of the week was Roseanne. Roseanne. I think it was like 33 million or something like that. Man, Your top five a, are within a, like a 29, 33. Like they're okay. kind of tight. Man, it's just a different time in entertainment. God, ain't it like... 60 Minutes got 30 million viewers. Yeah. 60 Minutes is a consistent... If I do any sitcom from the 80s or 90s, 60 Minutes is in the top five to ten programs of wow. that week. And it is crazy to think that people watched it that. Because I never watched it. I Yeah. But I guess like I yeah. cable wasn't as prominent at that time, so if you wanted actual like news and like yeah. news magazine, you're gonna go for six minutes. If you minutes. missed the nightly news, or if you just like just wanted like weekly news. <laughs> also, it aired at like Sunday at like six or seven. Yeah, zero so it's not competition. Much. So it's yeah. you just you put on sixty minutes, yeah, and that's fair. We don't have that anymore because we've all fractured off into our splinter things, and yep. it has actually ruined our society because <laughs> now we get our news from catered. <sighs> and filtered things that lie to us. Brett, you sound unhappy about this development. I started this podcast to escape 2017, <laughs> and it's worked for the most part. Let's go back. Let's go back to 92. God, like, look, I mean, the top five shows, Murphy, Brown, and Coach, and Roseanne can all coexist. Uh, on IMDb, 139 users rated this as single episode a 7.9 out of 10. I think that's... Did you go higher or lower on the money? I would give it a flat 8. Uh, yeah. Because I think it's a solid... Home Improvement episode. I think it's a good Home Improvement episode. I think... I think it's structured well. I studied uh, screenwriting, but also specifically I took classes in like writing for sitcoms yeah. in college. And it's like, uh, our, our professor's sort of biggest lesson was like, just make sure like any sitcom can work. But if your your episode has no structure, it will not work. Mm-hmm. And like every sitcom episode ever uh, episode I've ever enjoyed has a strong structure. Yeah. And everyone that's like that episode sucks. It's because like the story didn't make sense. Yeah. And then I think that's a uh, that's not a problem that Home Improvement has. It's nope. got really again it's being one of those like boom of every stand-up comedian gets a show of the like the late eighties or nineties. It's bunch still of good shows. It works. I mean Roseanne was that. Good show. Yeah. Home Improvement. Home Improvement. Mostly Seinfeld. good show. Yeah, Seinfeld, great show. Like, it worked. But, like, even Seinfeld, it's like every single episode has a really strong structure. Yeah. Even if that structure is, like, a no structure, but that no structure is very itself very structured. In, it's, in Yeah, like, it's just a structure focused around elements we would normally not consider big enough for yeah. the plot of a TV episode. It's yeah. the same structure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, good on good on that. I would give it an 8. 8. 
Eight. I think eight. Eight sounds good. I think eight is right. I mean, this is this is also the episode of Home Improvement that I watch the most because I watch it every Halloween. Sure. So I've seen it the most. What, who would you say had the must see performance in this episode? Must see performance in that episode. Who's, who you tell people to keep their eyes out for? Who I'm, I'm going to say Patricia Richardson. I uh-huh. think I think Jill is the linchpin of this episode. Mm-hmm. Because um, I think I think Brad does a good job of being bummed about his girlfriend. Yeah, uh, he's all like of the kids. JTT, clear why he was the breakout star. Sure. I think. He had the best one-liners. Yeah. Could deliver them well. well. At a young age. Absolutely. That's that's no small gift. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Brad is good. Mark is pretty forgettable. Yeah. He doesn't have a personality until he gets goth. Yeah. And then, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that, but yeah. Yep. For like a whole season. Tim and Wilson are both sort of, and Al, are all sort of like classically good in their, good. In their respective roles. Filling out there, but there's... But I think, I think Jill really, like, is a convincing mom, is, like, deals with the kids in a very realistic way that's yeah. still fun to watch. Get some good one-liners in. Gets, has a couple of zings. Great physical comedy in that carrot outfit. Good, good, good use of the carrot costume <laughs> physical Her fun. waddling around in it is really fun. It's very fun. Uh... Uh, yeah, I, I give it to Patricia of Richardson. Of course, 100%. Patricia Richardson, all day, every day. That's mm-hmm. mine. Uh, I mean, my runner-up would probably be Al or Wilson, I was going to say, but that's, like, I think those would be my... Yeah, because Tim is just sort of like, all the action is kind of revolving around him. He doesn't do anything, like, amazing. No, this isn't one of the episodes where, like, Tim does a crazy stunt. You're like, what? There are some episodes where you got to give it to Tim Allen. Yeah. But this is not one of them. No, I think Patricia Richardson sells this. Yeah. And again, like if there, ha- it's a it's a party in her home. Of course, she she deserves to be the sure. She's the one doing all the work. And she does a good job. That home looks like it is ready for a fun Halloween party. Yeah. Also, that's a good house set too. That is a good house set. Like, because there were so many house sets at that time where it was like living room, kitchen. Yeah. Like, they're it's... all separate rooms, but this is like. Oh, you, the kitchen goes into the where dining room. Where is the room. fourth wall? Because it is, it's one of the few where it's actually super, super deep, and it looks like the camera... The fourth wall must have been on an angle. Yeah, I think so. And everything must have been, like, angled out. Because yeah. you can see, like, you can get deep into the foyer. Mm-hmm. You can also get deep into the kitchen and also the living room. Like you and, can see. And, like, I think Wilson's backyard is outside the house. Yeah. And so, like, there were, like, four or five sets... Depending on how deep you went, because they—I don't think that they were separate. I think that was all one giant set that they just like got I the cameras so. deep into. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of where that access is for the fourth wall. Like it must I imagine have all it's been. Like, if this is your central camera, I imagine it's like an arc around it. But yeah, I could be wrong. That would be interesting to see. I would a love to of. see pictures of yeah. the set because it's. A, I just realized how because usually it is obvious like it's like a stage play and yeah. it's like it's, it's flat like you can see like but it, and it just goes left to right. But this is a one, bunch of movement through space. In it this. goes back and like it kind yeah. of hits all of it. It's really wow. It's really well done. Good job. Kudos, production team. Yeah, I think the production team was the nice real work. musty performer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, must other people see this episode? Um, Either of all television or just a home improvement. Is this a good? Indication? I think this is a good, episode, a typical episode of home improvement. And if you like a little Halloween dust a on top spice. of your sitcom, good. Yeah, hell, yeah, I think it's a good choice. Yeah, I think definitely if you're looking for spooky stuff to watch, I think this is a very fun quintessential Halloween sitcom episode. I, I, that I will agree with. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's got all the things. Halloween is essential to the plot. It's true. Yeah, Halloween it could not work if it was not Halloween. 
there's there are some a couple of like spooky moments. Mm-hmm. There's lots of good like I feel like you can't have a good sitcom Halloween episode without some costume based humor. I lo- yeah. And they do a good job with that. Um, but it also still has like a solid sitcom plot mm-hmm. that maybe you could take to a different episode. You'd have to play it in a different way. Halloween the, like, is the whole reason why the dis- disagreement happens. So it's like there, yeah. So like you would have to have come up with a lot of different other reasons for Brad and Jennifer. You, you could have right. done all that in another episode. Sure, but yeah. like uh, <laughs> that structure is strong to like pin the episode. On. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Good one. It's a good one. I say go for it, people. Yeah, I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, uh, great. So thanks so much for coming out and talking about home improvement. We really improved a home today. My, right? my great, my great my, pleasure. I always my, love improving homes. Because we were also like building up my office while talking. Yeah, no one can see that. But, yeah, we knocked uh, down a wall. Richard Karn is here. We're building. <laughs> Sorry, a, I got so lecherous. We're putting in <laughs> some <laughs> shelves with Richard Karn. Talked about weird shit. Um, where yes. can people find you on the internet, or what do you want to? What do you want to plug? For uh, people? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jeremy M bent um uh for plug i'll plug uh so i just started my own podcast with a number of uh friends of ours from ucb Mm -hmm. uh that is called mission to zix z-y-x-x it's an improvised science fiction podcast it's sort of like it's sort of like a science fiction sitcom uh but as like a radio play right and our guest every week is like the planet that we go to and sort of the, the unusual character that we meet um, I give it my hearty endorsement. Oh, well. We, uh, also, uh, you, I should also mention at the end of our episodes, we have bloopers. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, yeah. you do. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you listen, listen to Mission to Zix, you will hear must have seen TV guest Mujan Zalfagari. That's true. Mujan is our ship. Talked about Perfect Strangers on this show. Mm-hmm. And you will hear Winston Noel, who Winston talked Noel about. plays many different many characters. characters. Who plays Frasier. Yeah. Who, who talked about Frasier with me. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, gotta Probably catch all. there's other guests. Coming up uh, on soon. your show, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can think of another one if, if the taping happens. Um, yeah, and you're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, Jeremy and Ben. Yes. Check me out. Uh, check out Mission to Zix. Or come to the UCB Theater every Friday at 7.30 uh, the, in the East Village and check out Bucky. Yes. Do it, people. And that does it for this week's episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guest Jeremy Bent for dropping by and talking about home improvement with me this week. Next week, Halloween continues, and I will be discussing the Boy Meets World episode, Who's Afraid of Cory Wolf? Uh, That's Who's Afraid of Cory Wolf. It is in Season 2, Episode 6 of Boy Meets World, and you can stream that Boy Meets World episode on Hulu. Or you can buy it on Amazon or iTunes. Until then, you can send your questions about sitcoms to musthaveseentv about gmail.com, and I will try to answer them on the show. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at musthaveseentv. If you like what you heard, please, please rate and review Must Have Seen TV in iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Brett White. You can read the words that I write at decider.com, including a piece about home improvement that will be going up at the end of this week that'll be very me and very interesting for you uh hopefully i'm sure uh check out my sitcom t-shirts and stickers at tpublic.com slash user slash brett white the theme song for this episode it was obviously thriller by michael jackson and right now underneath my voice you are hearing the music of vic mizzy from the adams family soundtrack gomez is the name of that song Thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast. Thanks to all y'all for listening, and I'll see every single one of you next week on Must Have Seen TV.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.